How many times do we close our mouths or don't speak life into things, into situations, but we speak death over things? We speak our complaints. We speak our doubts. We speak these negative things. How many times do we do that? If we are a dwelling place for the Holy Spirit, you have authority because when you're dealing with depression, you're not dealing with, with yourself. You're dealing with the spirit of depression. For our battles are not of flesh and blood, but it's spiritual powers of this world. So opening your mouth and speaking life into whatever situation that you have going on into yourself has power. You don't beat the rock. You speak to the rock. Hello, beautiful people. It's your host, Danielle Mason, bringing you authentic conversation, transparency around real life experiences, and actionable tips to create your next breakthrough today. Think of this as your home away from home healing oasis where we overshare and overcome obstacles together. Pull up a seat, come as you are, and be ready to leave feeling challenged to reflect, encouraged to take action, and inspired to change. This is the Blackouts to Breakthroughs podcast. It's 9.35 a.m. Central Standard Time, Monday morning. I woke up this morning. By the way, I'm your host, Danielle Mason of the Blackouts of Breakthroughs podcast, if you're new here. And whether you know it or not, today's episode is going to be a little different, okay? And it's because I usually have typed out, not even usually, but every other episode before this, I have typed out what I was going to say. I've tried the whole outline thing just to make it easy on myself when it comes to hitting record and the, the, the editing, the recording and the episode. I just like to type out my words and what I'm going to say so I don't miss my points and I don't get jumbled up in here. So this is going to be a little different today because I just really felt I was in prayer this morning and I just felt the Holy Spirit just just speaking to me and God speaking to me and, and giving me. It's crazy because last week I one of my goals was to batch content, batch episodes for weeks to come. And I felt God giving me these ideas sitting in prayer. So here's something for you. If you're looking for just ideas or answers from God, you get those when you sit in his presence and not just when you're just talking to him, but when you're sitting in silence and you're listening to him because he has something to, to tell you. He has something to say to you. He wants to give you answers in his own time. Time and clarity. He wants you to have those things. Our God is not a God of confusion. He wants to give you clarity on the things that are in your heart and in your mind and troubling you. So if you're doing all the talking, think about any relationship. If you're doing all the talking, how is that other person going to give you the answers that you're asking them for? So that was just a piece. I don't know who that was for, but I was sitting in prayer this morning and I was, I was really just you know, it's ready to just have this dialogue with God and just thank him for just how amazing my day was yesterday and the communities that Jamar and I have been a part of and just everything. When I tell you yesterday, God wrecked me yesterday in the service. The topic was about family. And if you're looking for, if you feel like you need family revival or forgiveness or anything when it comes to your family or understanding the importance that God places on family, which I didn't even know, but the reason that God created us was so we could love him and he could love us. God wanted family. That's all he wanted. He had everything. The only thing he was missing was that family peace. And so God values family so much and 
I haven't really talked much about this part of just my story or just my background, but you know, with all of us, we probably have some type of dysfunction within our family. And it was just speaking right into my soul. And it's crazy how God works again because literally, so we have our life group at 10 a.m. I just feel like I'm talking to my friend. Okay, we're like on FaceTime or something. This has been like a prayer that has been on my heart for a while is to rekindle my relationship with my dad and a couple of other things to like have hard conversations with my mom and yeah it was crazy because so let me just back up so there's a timeline here it's about a week so Tuesday we are in this my mom and I she's leading this bible study group in person in Mississippi and the question there was we were talking about obedience and it was saying if you haven't felt like you've heard the next step from God, it's because he's already told you what he wanted you to do. You haven't taken that next step. You haven't done the thing that God has already asked you to do. So that may be why you're not hearing this next step from him because he's already given you that next step. And it might not look like, okay, well, in my example, I'm focused on, you know, my business. I want answers with my business. But I have felt like whenever that question was asked, I was, I felt as if, it was more directed towards my family and my relationship with my dad. And I mentioned that on that day. I spoke it to my mom. And then Sunday, we go to a life group at 10 a.m. at the church and then 1130 is our service. And I asked them to pray over me because we were talking about the Holy Spirit in that group. And they were asking, what prayer request do you have? And I said, I just want prayer over boldness and just knowing what to say, the words to say, and the strength to be able to start that conversation. And then the freaking service is about family. So when when I say like God is with you always and he knows exactly what you need, what you need to hear at the exact right moment, he freaking does. He's the king of all kings. He's your heavenly father. And he always has something to say to you. He's always speaking to you through other people or through through something within your day. So that's just a little background of what happened Sunday. We talked about so much stuff, but that was something that really stuck out to me and literally just wrecked me to my core. But I felt this morning, whenever I was in prayer time, that God put placed on my heart to talk about the importance of being in his house. And not to say that your house cannot be a dwelling place for the Holy Spirit because it 100% can and should be. That is something that I aspire to. And what really challenged me with this this family service, it was about praying over the home, being the prayer warrior for your home, prophesy over your house before you enter the doorway of any house that you enter. Pray for peace over that building, over that house, over that family. This is something that we're called to do. And something, if you really think about it, we have the authority to do. If you're a follower of Jesus, you have that authority to be able to bless other people, to be able to bless your enemies, to be able to bless the entryway before any door or building that you enter. You have that authority and we forget it. I forget it. That I have that authority to be able to to distribute peace onto others. And if you really think about it, peace is the one thing that everybody truly desires. Because when you have peace, 
Nothing exterior can interrupt your peace. When you have peace, you have everything else. So we have that authority. And I just felt God telling me this morning to get out my podcast equipment and start recording. And it was not something that I, I was planning on doing necessarily. All right. I was planning on spending my time with God this morning. Okay. Doing my whole thing a thing and then making me breakfast. And I was just like, nope, I have to sit my butt in the chair, get my little mic out, get my camera out, haven't done my hair. It looks crazy. But this is, it was a step that I've just, a push that I felt him to, for me to take and to talk about this topic of, his his home his home is the church and not to say the church is a building but the church is where his people are and the more people that i've talked to they've experienced this church hurt and they've experienced these negative situations within church within a church congregation or church members and i just want to talk to that person for a second And I just want to say I'm sorry for what you've experienced. If I could take it away, I would. I know. Actually, I wouldn't even say that. I was going to say if God could take it away, he could. But that is not my place to say. And God has a reason for everything. Everything. There's been people that have experienced this massive church hurt. And they found their home and restoration within a church. And they're able to relate to people that have experienced church hurt. I haven't personally had that experience. But I did grow up in church here and there. But I was never super involved. But I know my family did. And the people that I've talked to, they've experienced it. So what I just want to encourage you to think about and maybe this is like a perspective shift or just giving you this this example if you had went to a restaurant and you had a horrible experience horrible horrible service horrible food I know we've all probably had that experience did that one experience with that one restaurant cause you to say to yourself I'm never going to another restaurant ever again they're all full of people with bad service. They don't care about you. They don't care about the quality of food. They don't care about your experience as a customer. Like they're all horrible. And the people that go to them are horrible, right? So that doesn't make sense. So I want you to see here that everything, this is just another level to this, but everything that we're seeing, we're not fighting people, we're fighting spirits. And every battle is a spiritual battle. We do not fight with flesh and blood, for we fight with these spiritual powers. And so those thoughts are not of your own. Those thoughts are of the enemy. And those thoughts are being placed in you from the enemy because the enemy does not want you to be around people filled with the Holy Spirit. He doesn't want you to be around other followers of Jesus because he doesn't want you to grow in your faith. If you are not And I get maybe some of your spouses, you have a great home environment, or maybe you and your spouse are great with with your walk in God and you're teaching your kids how to love Jesus and how to love like Jesus. But there is something about being with a community of other believers. Like when you think about how big of an impact that your environment and your community at work or in other groups, in your fitness groups, whatever other things that you're a part of, what impact that makes on you. Like think about 
an AA meeting, right? Why do you feel like that's so impactful? And why do you feel like people experience transformation? And why do you think that they continue to go? Many of them continue to go to AA. And it's because they have found themselves in a group of like-minded people working towards a similar, 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 (laughs) similar goal of getting clean to better themselves. When we as a body of Christ are putting ourselves in the dwelling place of the Lord, in the place where the Holy Spirit is moving, because God says when two or more are united, the presence of God is present. There is nothing more powerful than when you insert yourself in a community, in a dwelling place where the Holy Spirit is present, when you're in a room full of people praising the Lord, seeking truth, seeking to be transformed, seeking healing, seeking these things. And I'm telling you, not just going to a sermon. So here's a challenge for you. If you are just going to a sermon and not getting involved with life groups or different things within the church, like get in a life group, get in a life group. And I can say this because it completely changed my experience being a church goer or a church member. Okay. It's more than just being a church member, but just to describe it. Once I got in life groups and I got with a community. So before Jamar and I got married, we got into a life group with this older couple. They were so amazing. It was a perfect little small life group for us to be a part of. And we asked so many just deep questions that like we wouldn't be able to raise our hand during service and ask. And we were able to have these intimate conversations and to have people pray over us, you know, personally. And to grow in our in our faith journey, to walk with other believers, to walk with stronger believers. So, for example, if you are trying to better yourself in a specific area, if you're a business owner, you probably go to seminars, you probably go to meetings, you probably go to these events because you understand the energy in the room is powerful. You understand that there's nothing like being in the room with other entrepreneurs or other way makers versus going to an event virtually. There's something totally different than watching church online or watching a sermon on YouTube than being in the room. There is a difference. You feel that presence. And you know what I'm talking about. When you have somebody walk in the room and they've had a bad day, right? Or your spouse or whoever had a bad day and they walk in the room, you can feel the energy in the room shift and you can sense that something is is up, something is wrong, something is off. So that small example, think about being in a room of people who are hungry, who are on fire with the Holy Spirit, who may not be believers, just this mix of beautiful people in their different walks with Jesus, in their different experiences, in their different struggles and brokenness, and the beauty in that. It's literally so freaking beautiful. This is where that transformation happens. Transformation happens in the house of God, in the dwelling place. Perspective shifts happen in the house of God, in the dwelling place of the spirit. Spiritual experience happens in the house of God, in the dwelling place of the spirit. The more you are around these people that are on fire for Jesus, the more it'll rub off on you. So if you're somebody who is like, my fire's, my flame's out, you know, 
I just I do my devotion time in the morning. I do my prayers throughout the day, but I still feel like maybe I'm missing a piece and maybe I'm not on fire as on fire as other people or maybe you're not thinking that. But when you experience the fire, <laughs> when you experience the fire of God, when you experience yourself being literally on fire for Jesus and filled with the Holy Spirit, you will know when you aren't in that fire anymore. And in my last, what has it been? I'm so horrible with the time frames, guys, but I think it was 2020 I got baptized. And I should remember. Oh my goodness. November, no, October of 2020, I got baptized or September, some August, something like that. Oh my gosh. My memory is horrible. This is why uh, Jamar decided to get married in November. All of our stuff's in November. Mine and Jamar's birthday's in November. Our anniversary's on his birthday. So everything's in November, all right? Um, But yeah, August of 2020, I got baptized. So it's been like two years of me walking with the Lord. Not long at all, but it feels like there's been such massive transformation. And that massive transformation would not have been able to happen if I didn't attend a church. So I was watching church online. And I felt called to get baptized because they were talking about it in a sermon. And that was when I just initially was like, okay, I need to go get baptized at a church. And that was what led me to start attending a church. And my not even like relationships around me, you know, getting in communities with people that I can talk to about God, that I can talk to about my doubts, my struggles and ask for for prayer but just the experience. I was somebody who I loved going to events. I loved meeting people. I loved just being in rooms where people were on fire. They're on fire for something. All right. I like to be around the fire. I like to be where the energy is. Um, maybe that's not you. Maybe you're more of an introvert. And I relate with that as well. But even as an introvert or you're like freaking out about this idea of going to a church, the church is for you. And I'm going to tell you why the church is for you. The church is designed to bring people together who need healing in any aspect of their life. Whatever pain that you have deep inside of you, most of the time, things that we are fearful of or things that we go through, it's this pain. We're afraid of pain. And the dwelling place of the Lord, the house of the Lord is where no matter what your experiences have been, I've, I've sat like today, the Brian within our life group, he basically died from drugs and alcohol and God brought him back to life. And he grew up living in the streets and I don't know his whole story, but now he's leading as a mediator in a life group and just hearing his story and hearing how God has transformed him is just so beautiful. The church isn't for a specific type of person. And when I'm telling you what the church is probably praying for, if you go to the right church, they're probably praying for people who do not know Jesus to walk in the church and to find Jesus in that in that place to meet Jesus there and so the church isn't for the on fire Christian who does everything quote-unquote right that's not even a, a real thing but it's for the brokenhearted. It's for the people who need healing. It's for the people who are lost. It's for the people who are seeking. It's for the people who don't know all the answers. It's for the people who are confused in their faith. It's for the person who wants to feel a sense of belonging because the church is is home. It's God's home. And again, I don't want you to think of a church as a building. I want you to think of the church in the sense of people. The church 
that Jesus is coming back for, that Jesus is coming back to earth for, is he's coming for his church. He's coming for the body of Christ. He's coming for the people. Without the people, the church is just an empty building. It's the people in the church. And so, again, if you've experienced a horrible situation with the church and it's really just like burned, burned your thoughts about going to another church and you feel like you don't need it, I'm telling you, you will not be able to grow to the extent that God wants you to if you do not get in community and fellowship with other believers. It's like, and I talk about this in one of my other episodes, but it's like a tree not having all three things it needs. It needs soil, sunlight, and water. The soil, sunlight, and water for a Christ follower, for a believer of Jesus is prayer, reading the word, and being in fellowship. You can only grow so much when you don't have that last piece of being in fellowship because of everything that I've talked about here, because being in a community with other people who can help you along your journey, who won't judge you along your journey. I know a big part of church hurt is feeling like people are judgmental or hypocrites. And I just want to kind of share, there are people who claim themselves to be Christians who aren't doing those three habits, who are more in the world than in the word, who are just going going to church. But just because you've experienced that with one or two or a handful of people doesn't mean that every single person who claims to be a Christian is just throwing that term around and isn't truly walking with Christ. We're all struggling, right? We're all broken. We, we, none of us are perfect. None of us can be like Jesus. None of us can show grace and truth on both sides like Jesus can. When you find the right church, you will find your home. You will find people who will love you for right where you're at, who you can talk to about what you're going through, no matter what it is. When I tell you that the church members knew most of the the ugly in my life, the things that it says in the Bible that that is sin, that is not to be done. They knew that and they loved me anyways and they walked with me through that. They understood. They came from a place of understanding, not a place of condemnation, not a place of judgment because we all fall short of the glory of God. But the church is a place where you can experience true healing where you can experience what it feels like to have family because it's it's so beautiful. There was a moment that we had in church in, in South Carolina when Jamar and I were there and they played on the screen these different people singing the same song in different languages. And so the congregation, us, we were singing in English. We had somebody out in the hallway singing in Spanish. And then we had different videos of people in different parts of the world singing the same song, but in a different language. And when I tell you, it was one of the most beautiful sounds and one of the most beautiful moments I had because it made me envision what heaven is going to be like. When you walk in a church with people from different backgrounds with different baggage, it's beautiful how we can, how we're all there seeking truth. The only truth in this world is the Bible, is Jesus, is the truth of Jesus. That is the only truth. And yes, you have to choose a right church. Yes, not all churches are really leading from a place of where they should be. And so it's about finding that right one if and just be dedicated to trying different ones out. Be dedicated to that process because 
I'm literally just speaking from experience. I would not be so passionate about it if church literally didn't change my life without the church. I don't know if Jamar and I would even still be together, much less married, okay? And I'm going to share this one other part before chatting on about my experience yesterday. But yesterday, in the new life group that Jamar and I went to, we split into groups with the women and the men. And so in this group of women... Man, when I tell you, there's nothing more attractive than a woman who is dripping with the Holy Spirit, who just has the anointing of God over her, who is speaking life and encouragement to other women, who is bringing up scripture to share truth, to encourage other women and to speak truth over our sister in Christ. Like there is nothing more attractive than somebody, than a woman who is confident in who Christ says she is, her identity in Christ. When I stepped in this room, when I was experiencing being a part of this, this little community, there's maybe about 10 of us if even that. And we were talking about our heart. We were talking about placing people, where specifically to place people. And this is so funny that it was talked about now because next week, actually, my interview with Taylor, she talks about categorizing people. And so we were talking about that. And there was a lady that spoke up and she said, I don't know if I can be vulnerable or not. We were like, girl, be vulnerable. What you talking about? We in, we in God's house, like, be vulnerable, girl. We want we want that, okay? Uh, and she was sharing how she had experienced domestic abuse, how to bury her son in her first marriage. And she was sharing how she vowed. She was like, I'm not going to go through that again. I'm not going to put myself through that again. I'm not going to get married again. And she found herself in another relationship, married, and going through this the same exact thing not the physical abuse part but that emotional abuse um adultery sleeping with another woman and she said I don't know what God is wanting me to do in this situation I don't know I'm trusting God but I don't know like what direction or what to do in this situation I don't know and with me, I'm somebody who I I was so curious to, to hear and to see how the leader of the group was going to respond because I wanted to know how she was going to, to help her, what her answer would be. And it blew my mind. She was speaking life into that woman like I've never seen before. I've been in rooms where people are speaking life into entrepreneurs are speaking life into entrepreneurs and it's been beautiful but there's nothing like a woman of God speaking the truth of God, speaking words of God into another woman. And she was sharing so much. She was telling her, pray Psalms 91 over your household. Pray Ephesians 6 over your household and over yourself and remain in love. Remain in love was the biggest point that she made. She said in 1 John and 1 Corinthians 13, study about love remain in God's love because when you step out of love, you're stepping away from God because God is love. When you're stepping out of love, you're stepping into the enemy territory and the enemy stomping grounds. And when she was saying this, I'm like, this would not be what the world would tell this lady to do. This world would tell the lady to dip out on him. You don't deserve that. You deserve better. You don't need to be in that. That is not what God wants for you. And this this woman of God, this beautiful woman of God, she was speaking wisdom. 
And wisdom doesn't come from our own understanding. Wisdom comes from the truth and the word of God from the Bible. And this woman was saying, when you were walking in love, you are dwelling in God. And that is how you're going to fight your battles. This is just part of your testimony. She was telling her, you never know how God can use you in here. He is preparing you. You never know if God's using you to, to transform him. She said, pray over him. Pray love over him. Don't speak any ill words over him. Speak life over him and the mistress. Now, y'all, being a Jesus follower is not easy. Okay, because doing stuff like that is not easy. Okay, but that's what God calls us to do. And she said something that was that I needed too. She said, You are not fighting the person because the lady who is in the marriage, she said, He looked at me because he had like locked her in, parked to lock her in, and told her to call the cops. And she, he was yelling at her and he said, I don't love you. I've never loved you. And she said, she was talking about it. She said, like, seriously, he's never loved me. In the whole 10 years we've been married, he's never loved me. The lady who was leading the group in the conversation, she was able to see what was really going on because guess what? She's dwelling with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in her. And as believers, the Holy Spirit is in all of us. But the more that we are sitting in God's presence, like I was talking about at the beginning of this podcast, the more we're able to hear God and the more we're able to look more like Jesus. And she was able to look at her and say, the main thing that you're struggling with is a broken heart. It's this pain. It's this broken heart. And she reminded her, she said, you are not fighting the person. You are fighting the spirit. So that is why we give people grace. And when she said that, I was like, I needed that. Because in every argument where you see people get angry, when you see people act out of character or being like this evil person that you don't know them to be, that is not them speaking. That is the spirit within them speaking. That is the enemy speaking to you. And she said, that is just proof that God is a parent in you. That is just proof that you are walking with the Lord, that you are walking in love because the enemy sees you and he came himself to attack you with words. And she said, sister, open your mouth. How many times do we close our mouths and how many times do we maybe pray in our heads or don't speak life into things, into situations, but we speak death over things. We speak our complaints. We speak our doubts. We speak these negative things. How many times do we do that? And she said, open your mouth and speak life in that house over his pillow. And these things that we don't think about, but we should, like we have the authority. If we are a dwelling place for the Holy Spirit, like if we have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, which means you have authority. Jesus is, even if you speak Jesus's name over a situation, when you're feeling depressed, when you're feeling sad, when you're feeling anxious, when you're feeling these emotions, call on the name of Jesus. And that has the authority over any demon, over any enemy, over any body. It's just that name of Jesus. Even if you don't know scripture, the name of Jesus has that authority to cast out that spirit. Because when you're dealing with depression, you're not dealing with, with yourself. You're dealing with the spirit of depression. For our battles are not of flesh and blood, but it's the spiritual powers of this world. So opening your mouth and speaking life into whatever situation that you have going on into yourself, you don't beat the rock. You speak to the rock. 
just as Moses, if you're unfamiliar with the story, God told him when he was bringing the Israelites out of slavery and into the promised land, Moses himself was getting irritated with the Israelites because of their complaining. And God told Moses to speak to the rock to allow the water to flow from the rock because the Israelites were thirsty during their travel. And Moses beat the rock. And that beating of the rock was the the very action that didn't permit him into the promised land. And I've heard that story before. I've read that story. I've studied that. And I've never thought about it to apply to my life of you don't beat the rock. You speak to it. You speak life into the situation. You speak love. You speak God. You speak the word of God. In Isaiah 55, it talks about the word is never void. So speak the word of God over your life. It has power. This is where our power comes from in this world. And when you have that tool, like literally it's a tool, a tool under your belt, you will be able to win any battle that you face. Any stronghold held against you, you will be able to conquer it with the word and the truth of God. And so I just, there was so much that happened yesterday and I was like, I needed to get on Instagram to share some of this stuff. And then I remember I was like, I have a whole freaking podcast. What am I even thinking about? And so I am just grateful. I give all the glory to God. I'm just grateful that he allowed the Holy Spirit to just, just flow, to just speak through me because when I press record, I always have something prepared and I didn't today. And I just, just thank you God for allowing me to do this and to, to give me the words to say to these women and men that needed to hear it today. And if that is you, I am so grateful for you listening. I would love to hear your biggest takeaway, whether it's in the comments or my DM or email, whatever it is. I would just love to be able to hear from you. And wherever you're at in your walk, feel free to shoot me a message too. We're a family, right? We're a family. We're sisters and brothers in Christ. And I just want to remind you, wherever you go, be a dwelling place for the Holy Spirit. Be a reason that people experience true love and peace and they see it inside of you because you have something different about you. People can sense that and people can see that is the light of God, is the Holy Spirit. And if you are a believer, you have that authority. You have that power. Spend more time in his presence and with other believers. I love you. Even if I don't know you, I love you. And I hope you have the best freaking week. Until next time. All right, let's bring it in, giving you a virtual hug because you just finished another episode of Blackouts to Breakthroughs podcast. And you know what? You just deserve it. The reviews and subscriptions mean a lot to me. So if you love today's episode, make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on any other episodes. Also, I'd love to hear your takeaways. So feel free to screenshot this episode, put it in your stories and tag me at Blackouts to Breakthroughs on Instagram with your biggest takeaways so I can connect with you and reshare your post. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, friend.